Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio, brought to you today by the letter Q. I'm the Madman, your host, and I just want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. You can also email me, use madmanfxbgpr.com, and uh, ask me some questions, and I'll answer, answer your emails in a mailbag or something like that if you, sometime down the road. Also, I have a cash app. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio if you just want to send me some cash and a little note or question there, and I'll probably answer that on a show as well. Okay, now that's out of the way. You know, there are a million reasons why I'm glad I am not a woman. And God bless those of you who have to deal with that. But being pregnant has got to be the worst. I saw a pregnant woman the other day, and there were three other women around her touching her belly and making annoying comments. And, and, and that women must hear, you know, women must hear all day, every day. That woman must hear that every day, all day. You know, sure, all the sit down, get off your feet, let me get you a drink of water must be nice, but for every one of those, there are at least three people saying, no coffee or soda, do not eat fish, and no wine for you, missy. The only thing I, a man, can liken it to is if I had a huge zit on my face for nine months, and everyone would come up to me and rub it and ask me what I'm going to name it and what I should, and that I should set up a college savings account now and all that. Then they give me all sorts of advice about how I should pop it, get in the bathtub and soak for a while, and then when I pop it, it slowly turns into a tiny version of me that knows exactly how to annoy me. It's like making your own arch arch nemesis. But that's the best understanding I could ever have about what it's like to be pregnant. I generally dislike all biological processes, but the miracle of childbirth takes the cake. Make no mistake, I do think it's a miracle, and that's why so many people are interested in touching a pregnant woman's belly. They want to be close to the miracle. That painful, disgusting, blood and shit-covered miracle of childbirth. God bless you ladies for going through all that. God really outdid himself when he created the most, his most beautiful creation, but then he added childbirth to it to balance things out or something. I don't know. I can't pretend to understand God's logic. Perhaps it's so you ladies can become as, uh, don't become as misanthropic as men like myself can become. How are you now? I was watching that show Letter Kenny the other day, and I care to wag my chin about it a bit if you don't mind. Seems to me that some Canadian cunt caught some cut-rate credentials from a Canadian community college. Some sad sack seemed to suppose he had the skills to be a scribbler or a scribe, and now you have to abide an asshole has an affectation for alliteration like it's actually arduous. Give your balls a tuggy tip, fucker, because anyone with a thesaurus can do that. Turns out, if you throw enough shit jokes against the wall, then some of them are bound to stick. But at the end of the day, it's still shit, isn't it? I can't deny that I do enjoy tight, concise writing and jokes when it comes to entertainment, which is one way that this show is superior to Trailer Park Boys. Another way is the characters themselves. Most of these characters do their choring, even though it's rarely on screen. I mean, these are hardworking, blue-collar folks, and I respect all that. More than the scandalous, scheming, bisexual trailer trash that you see on Trailer Park Boys. I could do without hearing any French or French talk or any plot thread having to do with Quebec. See... The Scots, the Irish, and the French mostly settled Canada. And the reason why there's so much fighting in Letterkenny is because of all of those Scots and Irish. See, in America, we tend to place a lot of non-Scots Irish people socially betwixt the Scots and Irish in order to lessen the fighting. Then you got those inbred French fur trappers. Have you ever been to Quebec? It's awful. It's like the Vatican City. You're wandering around Italy, and all of a sudden you find a mini cult city, and you don't want to go into it. I, as an American, really don't have a lot of room to talk because we have Salt Lake City and the Church of Scientology. So at least the rest of all America doesn't, but at least the rest of all America doesn't have to learn the weird cult lingo. Anyway, we could talk about the characters a bit if you'd like. I think Wayne is a real stand-up guy, but perhaps a high-functioning autistic. But even such a person can live, still live up to the standard of being a stand-up guy. It's not that hard. I will say he fights too much. Irish, Scott, you know, Scottish <laughs> roots, I'm sure. Uh, a real man, I think, avoids violence whenever possible. 
Uh, Katie can fuck right off. I can't stand women like that. I can't stand women like her. Um, and you're just, you're not, you're not less hot when you're modest, ladies. All right? I hate that woman. Anyway, but, you know, it's your sister. I get it. <laughs> she, that's why she's in there. It's like, okay. You got to deal with her in some way. Put some fucking clothes on. Anyway, um, as for Derry, I think he's simply a foil there for Wayne and Dan. Uh, but otherwise, he's pretty irrelevant. Derry needs to come into his own. He needs a little something extra to his character to give him more spice. Like he builds weird machines in his spare time or something. Gail is hilarious. And if I drank at her bar, I would probably end up fucking her. <laughs> so if you have a hot body and you're funny and you're cool, you're golden in my beer-soaked eyes. Uh, Pastor Glenn, is that the dean from Community? No? no? Okay. Same damn guy, if you ask me. Anyway, Tannis is hot, but scary. And Bonnie McMurray can take a cue from Katie and fuck right off. <laughs> I hate her more than Katie, because she gives Derry signals when Wayne has a girlfriend, but as soon as Wayne is signal is again, again, Derry is nobody again. Fuck that chick. Oh, and fuck hockey, too. All right, you can cut out everything that's hockey-related with the exception, exception of Shorzy. I don't know why you give... <laughs> if you don't know why, you should give your balls a tit, tug, you tip fucker. Find me, see what happens. Your mom got us banned from King's Dominion for giving me a handy in the line for the Shenandoah Lumber Company. Shut up, Jonesy. Your life is so fucking pathetic, I get a tax credit just for hanging around your sorry ass. <laughs> How can you not love Shorzy? Okay, Chirpin's like the only best... It's like obviously the best part of hockey. Anyway, uh, the saddest character, the most depressing character is Stuart or... Stuart. Stuart. That actor, he, he really sunk his teeth into his role, that's for sure. Um, the saddest character is Stuart. I mean, clearly he is an extremely intelligent young man, albeit vain and needy. That's why he has rolled all the, all the time, pulling his dick out when he needs to piss or whatever like that. Whatever weird relationship they have, you know, which is wrong. You know, it's wrong. It's, if, if Stuart really is straight, and I don't know what kind of relationship he has with Rold, but if he really is straight, he's leading on Rold. Because, I mean, Rold is clearly infatuated with him. And, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think, you know, I may have my own opinions about people who are homosexual and stuff like that. But it's wrong to lead on somebody. All right? Gay or not. All right? But just because the guy, you know, is there to massage your hands and stuff like that and be there when some girl breaks your heart, you know, you're leading them on. You're leading them on. Anyway, Stuart is clearly the saddest character. Um, and it's, you know, I think we all kind of know a skid like Stuart. You know, somebody who was really smart and uh, had a lot of potential, then got caught up in drugs, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunately, it's a very common tale, and it, it makes, it makes the, the character of Stuart even sadder, because you can, you can see he's a very, very intelligent guy, very well-read, intelligent, knows a lot more about hockey than I do, and so, and clever enough to cook meth in his bathtub, and so, I mean, it's, um, and it's sad because we all, I think we all know a skid like Stuart. And that's probably the saddest character of Letterkenny. Anyway, <clears throat> all in all, I give Letterkenny 10 of 13 stars. What you standing so close to the urinal for, you shit? This is how real man rocks a piss, you tit fuckers. And that is seriously, that scene with Shorzy, when uh, Riley and Jonesy were sitting there pissing, there's a, they're at the three urinals and they had the one urinal between them. Then all of a sudden, Shorzy comes up from eight feet away and starts pissing in the urinals. What you standing so close to the urinal for? <laughs> that was the funniest bit I, of physical comedy I've seen in this century. <clears throat> let me get a, let me whip my whistle here. All right. These flat earthers and their ilk. When did it become cool to call bullshit on established scientific facts? The earth could be flat. Imagine Chris Columbus's surprise. At least Columbus had reason to doubt the world was round. Everyone else around him told him it was flat. But even in 1492, he realized that this was a ridiculous concept. You fall off the earth, how does the water stay on it? Ice mountains, how could you sail off the edge then? How many pictures of planets do you have to see to realize that they are round? I know that conspiracy theories are a logic loop that people get caught up in, and you need to jerk yourself out of in order to think properly. But now you got me wasting breath 
because some people are so fucking stupid these days that they question question basic shit like the shape of the earth. And you just can't be sure if that's a girl or a boy until you know its pronouns. How do you count for day and night? Is light finite or bending somehow? Now you got Terrence Howard saying one times one equals two. It's not right that someone so stupid should be so rich. It's that critical theory nonsense is what it is. It's like a couple of stoners sitting around smoking a joint and saying, what if a circle was like a triangle? Oh, that's so deep, bro. Is it the legalization of marijuana all over this country that's making everyone so fucking stupid? Maybe it was a good idea to keep those jazz cigarettes illegal if, it's, if that is the case. How much do you really have to know about gravity to stop dropping shit? For fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, the earth is flat enough to farm or build on. What more did you need to know? Now get off the internet and quit spreading around your st- the stupid that should remain trapped within your own feeble mind. Don't you know we're living in a simulation? Now go ram your head into that brick wall because it doesn't matter. This is just a fucking simulation, morons. As for this gender nonsense, well, there's some very expensive and elaborate, elaborate child abuse that is going on these, here these days. And one in about, and in about 10 to 15 years, we're going to uh, find a bunch of young people saying they felt forced into gender bending by their parents, probably their mothers. No doubt your kids are going to blame you for your problems no matter what, but why give them such an obvious and glaring thing to fuck up? I thought I was Superman when I was eight, and it never, ever made me Superman. I jumped off my bunk and didn't fly. I learned my lesson. When will the rest of you? This whole website's devoted to flat earth theory and shit like that. YouTube channels. Yeah. Disagree with me? Email me. I'll own you. Uh, Do you know what a city hyphen state is? A city state is like New York. Uh, When people think New York, they are never thinking of Lake Placid, Albany, or even Buffalo. They think about it the hell of a town where the Bronx is up and the battery's down. And that's not really fair to those people living in more, uh, in more and more progressively rural areas leading away from New York, especially when the population centers seem to determine the laws of the entire state when your home may be, a hundreds, may be hundreds of miles from the main population center. Think about those rural Californians who have, to, who have to be pissed off about L.A. and the college morons in Sacramento making all decisions. Cities are just generally bad places to be. This has always been true throughout human history. Crime has always been higher in cities. Vagrancy has always been high in cities. Look at the Bible. Even in there, Jerusalem had about a million people, but they also had vagrants, homeless, lepers, and beggars. And I can't remember, did Jesus troll the hookers in Jerusalem, or did he pick up the high-class hoes in the suburbs? Also, cities have the least middle class of anywhere. In cities, you mainly find the super-rich or the poor enclaves. Middle-class people commute into and out of the city. War victories and battles are the ground zero for cities. Rampaging military forces tend to focus on and occupy cities, and they tend to build statues of some foreigner who fought there and not the poor middle-class fuck who who caught steel or lead simply by living in the city-state for decades. I've always said that cities are shitty places to be, and I don't think that I've ever pointed out specifically that cities are shitty idea altogether. People need their space from other humans. Maybe I'm just a real misanthropic asshole, but I've, I was always pissed off living in close, close proximity to so many people. The guy to your left has been playing trance music on 11 for 72 hours. The guy to your right fucks his girl so much and screams so loud that I swear they are both begging for more participants. The guy above you is a pogo, fi- pogo stick aficionado, and the guy below you is cooking Bigfoot dick a l'orange with asparagus. Now, I, don't know en- I don't know how anyone in New York is not mugging, murdering, choking, stabbing, beating, eating everyone else all the time. I am antisocial, and I need my peace and quiet. They always said I was a country boy when I was in the Navy, but I'm actually a suburban boy. But that doesn't roll off the tongue quite like country boy. Anyway, I was just wondering what would happen if we tried to gerrymandering states and commonwealths like we do voting districts. Just an idea. 
wonder how wonder how that would play out. All right, I got one more thing going to go into the news worth knowing, but short 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 shows lately. So I got a lot on my mind. I'm trying to work in some extra stuff uh, during the week between shows. So working on something something extra for you guys on YouTube. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Q words. All right, there's a queer letter Q. There's a lot of funny words that begin with Q, like query. Query. It's just a question, not an adjective. Quirk. Sounds like a Deep Space Nine character. Quirk. <laughs> Quixotic. It's not the latest porn fetish. A quirt is not a Pokemon, but rather a writing crop. Quiz. No, it's, a quick, it's not a quick whiz. A piss behind the produce stand. It's a short query. A tiny test. Quorum. Now you're just trying to make a silly word seem fancy. Q is a really odd letter that we have in the English language, and it seems like we kind of like sorted a whole bunch of funny-sounded words into that column. And I, I don't know what it is about uh, English language, or, or I, I'm not a like a linguist or anything like that, but I just wonder why it just Q became like this, this letter that we start words with that are silly-sounded, especially when you're talking about slang words in the English language, like quim and queef, you know? At least slang, at least the slang with the Q words is honest about how silly the letter Q sounds when, when you know, speaking. Because after all, I mean, you could, like, like, cute has a similar, like, the word cute is spelled C-U. And you could, I mean, we're already using Q-U. So, I mean, you can get the same sound from just C and U. So, why have the Q unless you want to have funny words like quibble? E-K and I got into a quibble. Doesn't this sound non-threatening? Doesn't that sound like more nerf than American gladiators? Anyway. You could if you wanted to, but it's not. It's in the English language. It's Q. It's Q-U. Anyway. Also, I want to talk about SN words. Words that begin with the prefix SN. Do you know how many of them have to do, like, with the nose? Sneeze. Snort. Snot. Sniffle. Sniff. Snorkel? Snorkel's in the mouth, but it's also relating to breathing. It's a snorkel. Isn't that weird? It's like, it's like we have these categories. It's like, well, or, well it's just because it's a, it's a schnoz. You know, we could just put an S, S before things that have to do with the nose. But I don't know how these words developed. <laughs> uh, we're just going through the list one day. What, what do we call eyes? Eyes, eyesight. <laughs> Let's go, go to the uh, what, nose stuff. Sniff. I don't know. They'll run out of different. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like I said. I'm not a linguist. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing. <laughs> Just dumb thinking about words and stuff like that. I'm an idiot drinking beer, thinking about words. Words are silly. Anyway, let's go on to this first story. Uh, the big story: uh, Minnesota Police Chief Tim Gannon, Officer Kim Potter, resigned after a deadly Dante Wright shooting. Now, hopefully, if you haven't been living in a cave, you know everything that's going on in Minnesota, Minneapolis, particularly. Uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, uh, Brooklyn Center, excuse me, particularly. Uh, Minnesota Police Chief Tim Gannon and Officer Kim Porter have resigned after a deadly shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright Mayor Mike Elliott announced today. The Minnesota Bureau of Cr Criminal Apprehension identified Potter late Monday as the officer who was uh, seen in released body camera footage firing a single round at Wright. <clears throat> uh, Gannon said he made the call to release the footage and said he believed the female officer intended to reach for a taser, but instead grabbed her handgun, categorizing the incident as an accidental discharge. Uh, Minnesota authorities arrested about 40 people after rioters and police clashed for the second night in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, authorities said during a news conference early Tuesday. Hundreds gathered outside Brooklyn Center uh, Police Department Monday and defied curfew, and they demanded justice for Dante Wright, 20-year-old black guy, you know, Crowd shouted Dante Wright and obscenities at officers. Authorities fired tear gas, flashbang grenades into the crowd after warning them that they were in violation of curfew. Some rioters retaliated by throwing smoke canisters back towards law enforcement. And that's always going to happen. Uh, when others launched fireworks at the police line, according to reports. Anyway. So uh, if you've been following the story, you know what's happened. You've probably seen it. I don't know if you, how much you watch the news like I, like I do. I hope you don't come here for your news. Oh, God forbid. Um, but, you know, there's, 
there's been a lot of you know a lot of things being said about it because um first of all i think it shows that uh minneapolis is going to erupt no matter what happens in the chauvin trial you know it seems like crime is out of control in minnesota and i think it has everything to do with the governor <laughs> and these municipalities that the, what they've been doing with like defunding the police and stuff like that you know letting people out of prison you know, all during this COVID thing. You got all, all the criminals out on the streets, all right? And that's why you're seeing this big spike in crime. And if you've been paying attention, there's been a big spike in crime, all right? Now, I'm not... So I think you're, you're seeing this. You're seeing a bunch of criminals, you know, just being criminals. And, you know, you need to establish martial law in many ways, you know, order. You need to establish order in these cities. And so when it comes to this, this incident with this uh, female, should be noted, police officer, who um, pulled her pistol, thinking it was her taser, all right, and shot one round into uh, Dante, Dante Wright. And here's the thing about that particular action, her action in that is like, first of all, I think as an officer of the law, you should be able to know your taser, how it feels in your hand, as opposed to your, your weapon, your main you know, weapon in your hand. You should know the difference, okay? Um, I'm not saying it has anything to do with the gender, obviously. Um, what I'm saying is that um, if if the tasers are too similar in feel to the pistols that they use, their service pistols, that's a problem. There should be a different type of handle for that. If that's the issue, then yeah, that's something we could fix. All right. However, you should know the difference between the, the, the feel of a pistol in your hand and the feel of a taser in your hand. And so... Um, I think charges will definitely be brought up against this woman because if at, at, at bare minimum, it's negligence on her part. It's an accidental uh, homicide, I think, like murder, uh, manslaughter three or something like that. Manslaughter. All right. You, you didn't intend to do it, but you did do it. All right. And I think that it was, you were negligent on your part by not knowing that that was a, you know, <laughs> live ammo that you're shooting at a guy. All right. So it's going to happen. Justice will come for this officer in the way that justice comes for everybody. You know, people rioted when this incident with uh, George Floyd happened. They rioted then. They didn't wait for the trial to play out. The trial is happening now. They're rioting over something else altogether. And who knows, by the time this incident goes to trial, they'll riot again six months, a year from now, when it actually goes to trial. All right? So I think law and order needs to be established there in Minnesota, particularly in Minneapolis particularly <laughs> allegedly and you know it's 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 a damn shame that this guy got shot but as far as i'm concerned if you fight the cops if you resist arrest like that i and you get killed i mean i'm sorry that's that's the dangerous game you're playing you know you fight cops you're going to get shot i mean this cop was tr i think intending to try to do the right thing by using a taser in this in this very hot climate in a very hot area of the country where all this stuff is scrutinized so poignantly you know i wouldn't believe that she would <laughs> i don't think there's anything malicious about it i believe you know she's probably a min minority herself i think i can't remember like i i, I want to say hispanic just i don't know i don't know i don't think there's any racial I involvement i don't think there's any there was any racial motivation for uh, Derek Chauvin, I don't think there's any racial motivation here. What I think is what what's happening is that you know uh, the criminals are loose on the streets, and every time you know they, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but if you are a dark skinned criminal, all you have to do is live stream. At the same time, the next thing you know, you're going viral, and then people are rioting on your account. And you know what do they do? What do they do in these riots? They're not peaceful protests. They, I think that one of the 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 police chief, Tim Gannon, he resigned today because I think yesterday or today he said he called them riots. And the journalists were yelling at him. He's like, no, 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 they're not riots. They're peaceful protesters. I don't know. Did you see that, EK? And he resigned. He just resigned. Because the media have become bullies. They become bullies. And they're feeding this fire of, of insurgency that is happening in this nation. You know, it's almost like the media are daring the police to come out there with rubber bullets. Because if I were king of America, I would have soldiers out there on the street with clips and clips and clips and clips of rubber bullets of those those uh, those uh, twenty two. No, no, those twenty two things. 
You know this 20, they shoot like a thousand rounds a second or something like that. No. Exactly. You can use paint, paint rounds like UK says. But I'm telling you, I'd be out there with rubber bullets, plastic bullets, marking bullets, all sorts of stuff, and just laying into a crowd. Just laying into the crowd. Just because it would be so cathartic for the police and purposeful for those idiot rioters who are criminals. Rioters are criminals. Okay? I have no sympathy for them. Anyway. <laughs> that being said, it's a shame this guy got, 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 got shot. He, you know, the... Uh, like Ben Shapiro says, you know, the, the, the sentence for resisting arrest shouldn't be death, obviously. But, you know, if you run from the cops and you get shot during it and you fight or run from the cops and you get shot during it, it's like that's the dangerous game you're playing. All right? Long arm of the law. Sorry. But, yeah, I think this officer should have uh, <clears throat> known the difference. And charges will come up. You don't need to right now. At least wait for a fucking verdict like you did with Rodney King. You know, wait until the justice plays out. You don't like it, then riot. Then you're justified. Now you're just rioting to steal fucking shoes. Because apparently that's what you do when you riot in these cities. It's like all the shoe stores get robbed. Anyway. <laughs> Broadcast networks avoid calling chaos in Minnesota a riot, opting for softer terms. ABC World News Tonight and NBC Night News and CBS's Evening News opted not to call them call riots that took place Sunday night following the deadly shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright by a police officer by the dreaded R-word. Uh, violence, <laughs> violence erupted in the Minneapolis sun, suburb in response to the shooting, which is Brooklyn Center. Min Minnesota Police Chief Tim Gannon suggested uh, was a mistake by the officer who confused her gun with her taser and fired at Wright and attempted to drive off in his car. Demonstrations outside the Brooklyn Center Police Department grew violent as rioters threw objects at officers in several areas were looted, but the flagship newscasts on ABC, NBC, and CBS didn't refer to the chaos as a riot during Monday night's broadcast and only used the word to describe uh, gear worn by law enforcement officials. Quote, the truth didn't matter to these broad broadcast networks as they gaslit their audiences, newsbusters analyst Nicholas Fondacaro wrote. Forgive me if I mispronounced that. ABC described the uh, riot as protest turned violent, while NBC used the term unrest, and CBS went with violent protests. At least they're, you know, getting closer to the, closer to the truth. You know? <laughs> ABC's David Muir even admitted police were in riot gear to combat what they called protesters. Okay. Uh, you put on riot gear when there's a riot. Anyway, so um, CBS reporter Omar Villafranca made similar uh, admission, noting that a big crowd of protests, protesters drew National Guardsmen and officer in full riot gear. <laughs> soft selling, soft selling. The decision not to use the term riot to describe the events came after Gannon was scolded at news conference for uttering the word. Quote, what was your decision to issue dispersal order when, you were peace, uh, when they were peacefully protesting in front of the police station? The reporter asked before noting that CO2 <clears throat> canisters and, <clears throat> and gas were also used on the crowd. Um, this is what Gannon said. Just so that everyone's everybody's clear, I was in front, I was front and center at the protest at the riot. Gannon began. Don't do that. Don't do that. Someone interjected. There was no riot, and said another person in the audience. This is insane. This is insane. They're trying to control his statement. It was Gannon doubled down. The officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans of pop. They are being uh, pelted. It's Michigan. Minnesota, yeah, it's up there. They call it pop up there. <laughs> Frozen cans of pop. They were being belt, uh, pelted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on because concrete blocks and frozen cans of pop. And we had protection gear, uh, but an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick, so we had to make decisions. <laughs> we had to disperse the crowd <clears throat> because we cannot allow our officers to be harmed. That's why they have helmets and riot gear. Uh, last year, following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis police custody, NBC reported told, uh, reportedly told us journalists only to refer to the unrest in Minnesota as protests and not riots. Fonda Caro blasted the uh, broadcast networks for downplaying the violence and softening the language used to describe it. There's no such thing as violent protests. Protesters don't clash. <laughs> and states of emergency are not needed. These are rioters, Fonda Caro wrote. And cities don't need to call in the National Guard because they're on edge and bracing for another night of protests. <laughs> Uh, sad but true it's uh yeah i mean i mentioned all this 
all this earlier, and this is just the uh, the article. I guess I did read this article earlier and just parroted it, you know, my rant earlier. So anyway, so uh, yeah, and so this guy that that police chief retired today because he got bullied by the media. You know, um, I, it's a tough position to be in for for sure to be a chief of police of that city during all this going on. Tough position to be, and you know, uh, I think I would I would have easy for me to say sitting here, but I would have manned up and try to see my city through this, you know, but you know, it, I think that once you start apologizing to these assholes, once you start like uh, giving them any ground at all, that's when you're done at that point. They're like, Oh, he called it. He called it riots. Not a protest. It's like, he's got to go. And then start whispering. Hey, he's got to go. Everyone's every, he should resign. You know, that's, that's probably what happened. All right. And that's not the way this country works. That's not the way this country should work. You know, these cop, these, uh, these police stations are obviously terrified of all these lawsuits and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, law and order is important. And the last place in America, other than Chicago, I want to go is anywhere in Minnesota right now. Sounds like a dangerous place to live. And I feel sorry for all those Americans, those peace-loving Americans who are, who are not out there rioting in the streets. You know? You're talking about maybe 20, 30% of the population is out there in the streets causing all this trouble? Maybe? I'm just, I guarantee you that about 75% of the people living in these areas where all this shit is going down are, are just holed up at home with their guns close to their beds. All right? And that's why you need law and order in the streets. Because you're letting a minority dictate the entire population. That's not American. Anyway, let's go across the pond, shall we? BBC's Prince Philip death coverage generates record number of public complaints. Even those limeys hate it. Uh, The BBC has received more than 110,000 complaints. I'm sure that's like a very, very minor, minority amount of people in England. But, you know, they... The minority dictates what the you know what happens. The the ten ye- uh, negative Yelp Yelp reviews cause the item to be pulled down. Anyway, the world we live in. BBC has received more than one hundred ten thousand complaints over the over its coverage of Prince Philip's death, a record in public discontent with a British broadcaster. Brits did not take kindly uh, to the BBC re- revising its schedule in favor of tr- of tributes for the longtime consort of Queen Elizabeth II. The Washington Post reported. That's kind of cold, Washington Post. Consort? Makes it like the boy toy. The boy toy, Prince Philip. <laughs> anyway, they had postponed the finale of MasterChef and pulled shows like EastEnders and Gardener's World in the wake of Prince Philip's death. To le- uh, it led to such an outcry that the broadcaster built a temporary webpage specifically for the complaints. <laughs> uh, quote, we are proud of our coverage and the role we play uh, during moments of national significance, the BBC said in a statement. Uh, the, mask, the mark shattered the previous record of 63,000 complaints in 2005 with the BBC's airing of Jerry Springer, the musical. <laughs> I might have to look that up later. What the hell is that? Uh, some, <laughs> uh, some of the complaints centered around the broadcaster airing identical coverage of Prince Philip's death across multiple channels. Ugh. Former BBC newsreader Simon McCoy was among annoyed denizens, according to the Sun newspaper. Quote, BBC One and BBC Two are showing the same thing, and presumably the news channel too. Why, he tweeted. I know this is a huge event, but surely the public deserves a choice of programming. Uh, Philip married then Prince Elizabeth in 1947 and is the longest-serving royal consort in British... Boy toy. In British history. (laughs) He and the Queen have four children, eight grandchildren, and ten grandchildren. A formal naval officer and a keen polo player, Philip enjoyed robust health well into old age, but had several health issues in recent years. Uh, So here's the thing. BBC is state-run media. What the hell do you think they're going to cover? What the hell do you think is going to happen in a society that doesn't have a freedom of the press? All right? Every single channel is Deutschland, Deutschland, you know, for God's sakes. I'm I'm not saying I'm not comparing England to Nazi Germany or anything like that. But you gotta understand is like they don't have the First Amendment in England. They don't have the First Amendment in Canada. EK and I were talking about letter canning because obviously I was talking about it in the show today. 
It's like they have different laws. They have different laws. It's like nothing about guns in that show Letter, Letter Kenny. All right. And so um, uh, they don't have the freedom of speech in England. And so, you know, when it comes to, and especially when it comes to state run media, you know, when state run media is running nothing but, you know, what they think they should cover or what the Crown says they should cover or what Parliament says that they should cover, you know, you got a state run media that's shoving Prince Philip's death down your, down your throat. And it's just like, I've seen Batman's parents murdered. Do we have to watch it again? Do we have to watch it again, DC? Anyway, I just think it's hilarious that even Britons don't give a shit, you know? Well, it's just that, you know, even societies who are uh, just free enough, you know, like England, they get the taste of, like, true freedom, and they, they can see it for what it is. And I guarantee you there are people in England right now, possibly even listening to this show, that are sitting there saying, oh, I might, you know, if only I could say everything I wanted to. Oh, now he's Australian. Sorry. And he's visiting from Australia. He has family. Family back home. Anyway, so I'm sure there's people out there that is like, I wish I could say everything I want to say, you know? And I think punk rock originated in England. And what is more First Amendment than punk rock? I mean, uh, I mean, it's obviously horrible music. Sorry, Gavin McInnes. It's awful. How do you like that? It's awful. But, I mean, it's, it's First Amendment. It's straight up. It's raw First Amendment. I think punk rock started there. Or maybe it was in Germany. I don't know. It was, I think it was somewhere in Europe. Anyway, I, well, I don't want to talk about British things. <laughs> I don't know what I know about British people and British things. All right, um, this is a funny-ass story. And uh, if you haven't been following this, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you wa- read the news at all and not keep entertained without following a story like this. Uh, California teachers, uh, excuse me, California students speak out after teacher caught berating them in a leaked Zoom. All right, uh, several... California high school students broke their silence on Monday after a video of their teacher berating them during two separate uh, virtual learning sessions went viral over the weekend. In the video obtained by Fox News, San Marcos high school teacher Alyssa Pirro uh, can be heard raising her voice at at virtual classroom of juniors, daring their parents to come at me, quote unquote, over their collective push to end remote learning and return to in-person instruction full time. In another video shared on Facebook, Pirro can be heard aggressively yelling at a student who inquired about a white student union. Quote, you don't need a white student union, Jace. You get everything, the teacher retorts. The San Marcos student, identified as Jace Jonas, uh, told Fox News on Monday that Piro's outburst was prompted by a question he wrote in the Zoom chat box after the school announced the creation of an Asian student union. Quote, God bless this kid. Quote, I wanted to make a comment in the Zoom text box, not disrupting the class. I commented, why do some races get student unions, but others do not? We should have a student union for all races or no races for true equality, he explained. This is a high school, high school junior. Gets it. Piro, visibly frustrated with Jace, paused her lesson before shouting, God damn it, in front of the students and peers, he recalled. She started berating me, this is a quote, uh, about how as a white male I get everything and it's my duty to look out for minorities and all these racist remarks against whites and males. She later called me a moron. The exchange created a wedge between students, some of whom sent Jace hate-filled messages over his remark. Quote, my daughter's friend sent me a recorded video to her uh, the morning it happened, and she showed it to me. Because of our history with this teacher, I knew I needed to speak out with the abuse and bullying and, frankly, racism that I saw on the video, one mother told Fox News. Uh, Quote, the saddest thing to me is that she created an environment in the Zoom classroom for some, some of the other students to comment mean things. Jace and his father, Jim Jonas, alerted assistant principal Kelly Brown uh, of the troubling exchange. Jim described Piro as unhinged. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Quote, I don't know what school she got her degree at, but maybe she she can get her money back, he said. No, she can't, dude. Uh, At least three other people, at least three other parents who saw the exchange also reported it to the school and the district, they told Fox. Uh, Jace was granted permission to skip Piro's class for five days uh, before. Before he returned, Jason and his father sat down with Piro and the principal, Adam Dawson, for a restorative meeting during which Piro apologized. He said Piro apologized. Despite this, Jason's dad was surprised to find his son's grade in Piro's class had dropped weeks later. Jason was getting straight A's in school. This is a quote. After that incident, he had a B in that class, Jim recalled. Piro blamed a computer error and eventually corrected it. That's not shady at all. 
A former student at Fox News told Fox News that Pirro would regularly demeans teens who vocalize political viewpoints that differ from her own. That doesn't sound uncommon at all. She's a good teacher when she's teaching, but these rants aren't new, she said. The student recalled being afraid to participate in Pirro's class, a sentiment that was shared by more than three students who spoke ex exclusively to Fox. She said most of her classmates knew that she, they had to write assignments that were in line with Pirro's political views in order to pass the course and spare themselves the embarrassment of being belittled before their peers. I want to pause right there. If that's what you need to do to get an education, I'm, I'm citing more of Ben Shapiro on this. If that's what you need to do to get an education, to get the diploma, do it. I mean, clearly, Jace has learned more than this teacher had. Clearly, this, teach has, this, this student, Jace, has graduated above this class. He doesn't belong there. And if that's what you need to do to get your diploma, high school diploma, do it. All right? If your parents can't afford to take you and put, to put you in a private school, which is what a lot of people are doing these days, do what you need to do to get that diploma because it's very important. You know, even high school diploma, college diploma, it's very important just to have that credential because that's the way the world works. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'll go on to the rest of the story. I knew, this is a quote, I knew I had to change my political views just to please her in getting a passing grade, she told Fox News. She'd either yell at you or fail you. And she'd make us all feel small for what we believe in. She does often get political about COVID and how she thinks a return to school isn't safe, another student said, adding that Pirro would frequently sound off against former President Trump, Trump's border wall and gun control policies. Learning stops the minute this happens, her mother told Fox News. Another parent whose daughter was taught, hope that's not making too much noise. Another parent whose daughter was taught by Pirro at high-tech uh, high middle school in 2013 described her as a crappy teacher with a bad attitude. Crappy teacher with bad attitude. Uh, the mother said Pirro was eventually fired, but parents were not given information as to why. As parents grew uh, increasingly irate with Pirro's behavior, many of them made Principal Dawson aware of the troubling videos several weeks ago. Dawson agreed that Pirro's behavior was inexcusable and vowed to address it. The, the district announced that Pirro had been put on administrative leave pending investigation into the statement, uh, pending investigation in a statement to Fox News on Monday night. The statement said school officials were deeply concerned about Pirro's behavior, but vowed to uphold her due process and privacy rights while the investigation plays out. Pirro did not respond to Fox News, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you've seen the video clip. I have. I've, uh, uh, this woman is clearly this, if you, if you ask me, she's the average teacher that you see these days. She, they're out there. They're shoving down this liberal woke nonsense down all our kids' throats and Thank God that there, there are still fertile and firm minds still coming out of people these days and growing up even in this public school, in this environment. People like Jace who get it, who understand what they're dealing with. They see, they see her bias, you know? Kid, I mean, we all, we all are born with a bullshit detector. And when you see stuff like this, you, your bullshit detector goes off. And she's sitting there yelling. She's sitting there in this rant saying, I, you know, these, I'm sick and tired of these parents telling me how to do my job and I need to open up the schools. I mean, when I go to the doctor, I don't sit there and tell him how, what I want to do. It's like you cannot compare yourself to teaching children in public school to being a doctor. Okay? Doctor deals one patient at a time. You're, you're glorified babysitter. Babysit. Don't sit there and it's like, because you think you have a right to teach these kids your ridiculous political beliefs. And that's what you're using our public schools, our public funds for. To indoctrinate these kids into this woke nonsense that even kids like Jace can sniff right through. I don't know if all this should have been public. This should have been handled by the school. But in this day and age, I don't know how you keep anything under wraps, you know. Somebody's going to get a hold of that video and put it online somewhere, you know. <sighs> anyway, it's a shame because, I mean, I'm not saying that woman should never work again or anything like that because, you know, let's be honest, she's going to get another job, you know. <laughs> They're all, oh, you're a liberal woman teacher? Yeah, you're hired. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. Uh, CNN, CNN's Brian Stelter delivers widely mocked rant on vaccine selfies to the smallest audience of the year. That's cold, Fox News. That's cold. <laughs> That's a cold headline. CNN's Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter has the worst viewership 
of the year on Sunday with only 923,000 total viewers tuned in to hear liberal hosts complain about vaccine selfies. Uh, reliable sources has failed to crack the 1 million viewer plateau over the past in four of the fa- past five telecasts as CNN's weekly media struggles to show to post post-Trump era struggles in the post-Trump era. Stelter is widely mocked after making a fuss that Fox News hosts haven't posted enough selfies after receiving the v- coronavirus vaccine. Uh, everyone else is doing it. <laughs> Stelter said, why did I act- all of a sudden go into Stelter mode? Everyone else is doing it. Stelter said in the thir- lower third, Chiron even said, Fox's biggest stars have not shared vaccine selfies. <laughs> Stelter has pivoted from Trump bashing to attacking conservative media, and it doesn't appear the viewers appreciate the, the approach. Reliable Sources also has a, uh, has a dismal performance among key demographics uh, of adults aged 25 to 54, eight, uh, averaging only 195,000 viewers in the second worst turnout of the year. Uh, political satirist Tim Young told Fox News that Stelter's comments about vaccine selfies were not only embarrassing, but were factually inaccurate. Why would, why would you? Anyway. Quote, the segment should be called Dear Diary. Why don't all, they all virtue signal like us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, belly laugh. And the answer to that question is that Fox per- personalities are busy actually researching and reporting the news, something Stelter clear to, clear, clearly doesn't do, or else he, he'd know that both John Roberts and Janice Dean did, in fact, post selfies getting the vaccine, he said. Oh, God, do you think all these people follow each other on Instagram or something? Ow. Anyway, Dean and Roberts are among several Fox News personalities who have shared image of, images of their vaccinations. Uh, Dean, Dean criticized Stelter for seeming, seeming to ignore facts that didn't fit his narrative. The poor, perform, poor performance by Stelter came after CNN's Cuomo primetime had its lowest rated week of the uh, year from April 5th to a- April 9th averaging only 1.2 million total viewers. Chris Cuomo's show also had its worst week of the year among key demographic, averaging 263,000 nightly viewers in the coveted group. <laughs> Damn. Dear Diary, why don't they virtue signal like us? <laughs> what, what, what's great about all this is that, you know, I, everyone's got the bullshit detector and it's been going off for a while now. And I think we're all collectively go, just going bullshit. You know, Anthony Fauci said, you sh- even if you get the vaccine, you should still wear a mask. It's like, what the, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Seriously. What's the point of getting shots? Wear the mask still. Blow it out your ass. You should take away your doctorate. All right. We got one more story to end on. A happier note. Texas homeless man gets job support and support after strangers' generosity. A few months ago, an act of generosity put Kenneth Smith on a path to a new life. At the time, Smith was homeless and sitting in a chair outside an Outback Steakhouse in Fort Worth, Texas, WFAA reported. A customer who was leaving the restaurant asked him if he was all right, to which he responded, no, I'm not okay at this time, Smith told WFAA. WFAA. The woman decided to give him a $100 gift card so he could buy dinner. While he was eating, Smith met met the restaurant's manager, Laura Hodges. According to WFAA, that's when Hodges told Smith she she wanted to make sure he didn't go hungry. She told him, I want you to always have somewhere that you can come get a warm warm meal. So here's my business card. Bring it anytime. On and off for the next several months, Smith would stop by for food, according to WFAA. Last month, he asked for a job and started bussing tables. Even with his new job, Smith still needed a place to stay, so Hodges asked for recommendations for affordable motel in the Fort Worth uh, Foodies Facebook group, WFAA reported. The group went above and beyond with uh, hotel recommendations. According to the station, the group raised $2,200 for Smith, booked him a six-week stay at a nearby hotel, and gave Smith clothing, kitchen items, groceries, and even a bicycle. I think it's so much of a blessing, Smith told WFAA. Quote, I had absolutely no idea that our people were going to latch onto that, Hodges added. All I wanted to do was to throw, was throw assistance out there and resources in any way that I possibly, they possibly could. According to WFAA, Smith is currently saving for a car and then a home. This is a whole new beginning that God has blessed me with, so I'm trying to get on this right good track, and he wants me to stay on, Smith told the station. God is good, he added, and if he could do it for me, he could do it for anybody else. Meanwhile, Hodges said 
uh, said she wishes that she could find the woman who gave Smith that $100 gift card. She blessed both of our lives, Hodges said. It's been a great thing for both of us. Quote, I'm blown away by the generosity of people, she added. It's absolutely amazing. So here's the point when it comes to uh, helping, helping out somebody who's homeless and like that. This guy was willing to put in the work. Yes, he got, the, he got a $100 gift card. He got a free meal. You know, she gave him a business card and said, you know, come anytime. And it didn't seem like he abused it. You know, he'd come in every time. And every now and then, maybe he said, hey, if you're looking for a busboy or something like that, like, yeah, we'll give you work, you know? And I think that this is a very positive. It's like, these kinds of things absolutely happen before the internet. You know, guy comes, homeless guy, you know, he comes into a restaurant. It's like, well, I'm, some guy's like, hey, let me buy you a hot meal. Has a hot meal and, you know, talks to the manager. It's like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Guy gets a job. All right. You know, you got to help yourself in some way, in some ways. You got to help yourself. And so as the guy's putting in the work, and absolutely, this is something that something positive that social media can do. You know, you, you share a story like this about a homeless man working to put his life back on track. And that's a positive story. And I wish that more headlines focused on stuff like this instead of the headlines that we've been seeing today. So, yeah, we're going to call it a show. 50, 50, 50 minutes or so. That ain't so bad. That ain't so bad. So I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it. You can, also become a, you can also become an advertiser there if you want to advertise on my show. It's all there on the patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. You can also email me, the madman, at madman at fxbgpr.com. And if you want me to, eh, you know, put it, I'll answer your letter in a mailbag or something like that. Letters. <laughs> you got to get a stamp. Anyway, so um, also I have the Cash App. Goes Use the Cash Tag Shock Monkey Radio. Um, I would appreciate it. And I also have books available for download, digital download on Amazon.com. Search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I have my Exit 13 books. I have The Ravings of a Madman. And I have another fiction story I wrote called The Bunny Years, a memoir. That's Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's on Amazon.com for digital download. Uh, yeah, so this has been our show. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, The Madman. And I love you.